a very late episode of the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels for this week. Hey, I just was busy. I had a lot to do. I had a huge event to go to, which really wasn't huge at all. It was me just hanging around. And so, as always, I commit to four podcasts a week, and this is the fourth very, very late podcast for the week. I'm going to continue. I'm not. It's one of those days where I don't know exactly what to talk about or bring up. So, I guess to quote Bill O'Reilly from years ago uh, fuck it, we'll do it live. Fauci came out and said that the CDC should be above the courts. Now, he gave an interview to some schmuck, and if you take a look at what Dr. Fauci, um, I don't know, what his stature is, if you ever saw him, I mean, he's if he gets above the coffee table, that's an achievement. Uh, I mean, he's, Tom Cruise towers over him. So Fauci suggested that a federal judge who struck down the mask mandate on uh, flights and and, uh, and all, uh, you know, airports, all that that happened earlier, um, this judge, Catherine Kimball Mitzel, uh, she said that the mask mandate exceeded the CDC's statutory authority and properly invoked the good cause exception to notice and comment, blah, blah, blah. So Fauci was very surprised and disappointed, according to him. And those types of things really are the purview of the CDC. This is a public health issue. And he said for a court to come in and interfere in that, it's really unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it's against public health principles. No, you little stooge. Doing what you do speaking out of both sides of your mouth, speaking in gray language so that states can do whatever they want to do, you're the damaging component here. You your little, and your little fascist friends in the biomedical pharmaceutical industries, you people trying to instill fear across the fruited plain, you people trying to hijack laws so that injured people can't go after you folks, those kinds of principles, those kinds of public health principles are the more disturbing, unfortunate types of principles that people like Dr. Fauci intend to espouse across the the United States and the rest of the world if they had it. If you look at the rationale for that, it really is not particularly firm. Neither is your mask mandate, Dr. Fauci, neither are your vaccine mandates. And he says, and we're concerned about that, about getting courts involved in things that are unequivocally a public health decision. Please look at the data and prove your point with the data that's actually collected, Dr. Fauci. So, I mean, he's just a a reprehensible little shrew, and he should be swept away on the next, uh, I, I don't know, stiff breeze. Just get this little asshole out of here. Wow. Very, very fiery Friday for the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels. So I wanted to go back a little bit to what I was talking about earlier in the week with the gateway process. And the gateway process at its core is useful. Uh, If you look at the actual document, it's 29 pages long. I read most of it. I didn't read all of it. But they actually go through the meditative techniques 
that you need to do to start manifesting on your own. Now, all of those techniques have a very, very occult background. And when I say occult, the the word occult means hidden. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're, um, you're sacrificing animals and humans in the confines of a, of a church doing, during a black mass. I don't know why I'm stuttering tonight. But the point being is that if you're able to come across these kinds of techniques and do them for yourself on your own, then you will have a reasonable amount of success. One of the things that they kept bringing up in that document is the idea that if your brain believes it, it that belief then turns into reality. So, or that belief turns into the most structured perception of your reality tunnel. That's a more accurate way of, of uh, saying that. So what does that mean? It means back in the, the Middle Ages, uh, back in the Renaissance and all that, if you were told that there is a hell, you will believe in that hell. It's how you were wired to believe. If you believe in a heaven, then in fact, there really was a heaven. Or if the church had their way, the, the when I say church, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean the Roman Catholic Church could mean really anything, any sort of religious organization, any sort of ecclesiastical group. Uh, what you're really talking about is that whole concept of being born in sin, and you have to constantly repent. You're born in this world, you're in sin, you've already sinned just by opening up your eyes. Not even being able to be conscious of what's going on, you open your eyes, you sinned. So, here's the thing. If you're constantly in sin, and you're constantly in a state of repenting and all this, then, now this is back in the Middle Ages, then you have to continuously repent, and you're never really understanding your true divination. You're never understanding your true role in the universe. So that is this, it's this constant stage, this constant level of fear that you're always going to do something wrong. So that's why I suspect they really rewired the brains of, uh, of humans back in the day along those lines. So something else that uh, I got a book here, and this one particular chapter talks about emotions. And I used to uh, be an entrepreneur in a past life, a very, very unsuccessful entrepreneur. I survived despite it, not because of it. Um, And it's very, very true when you start looking at being an entrepreneur and how entrepreneurs have to think. Because now this this is uh, you you've got no one else to blame but yourself when you're an entrepreneur because you've got no one else to work with you're on your own so blame and whining are a form of self validation they validate your pain and promote your victimhood very good they seek to acknowledge the main and to maintain the status quo validating it as it always allows you to be stagnant rather than taking action. You have a personal duty to validate yourself. Don't become someone, don't make someone else do that. It's okay to tell your story, but do so without blame. You're not doing anyone any favors by telling your story over and over again. Instead, tell your story up to three times. And if you tell your story more than that, you've got to call yourself out on that situation and say, hey, wait a minute, I'm being the victim. So this is important. 
because it's the way people's brains are wired, especially if you live in the Northeast section of the United States. Everyone bitches and moans all day long. It is a way that New Yorkers, New Jerseyans, probably some Bostonians, maybe some Rhode Islanders, it's the way they communicate. It's the way they form a bond. They go to happy hour and all they do is complain about their jobs because it's a way of saying, you know what, you're miserable, I'm miserable, let's drink about it because the taxes aren't going away and they're never going to get lower. It's a way of validating their own victimhood. And if you ever listen to New Yorkers in a bar during happy hour, one person will tell a story about work, then the other person will be like, oh, no, you think you have it bad. Let me tell you about this, dot, dot, dot. It's how they communicate. But what's important here is that what does blaming and whining really do? It's really saying that you didn't get what you wanted and you messed up or you didn't anticipate a situation occurring and you felt helpless during that situation. So what's the real purpose behind that feeling? It's really to try and get you to learn a lesson. And so a lot of people fall into this spiral where something bad happens to them. Their neural pathways get rewritten and rerouted. And so ultimately, every time something bad happens to them, that's all they do and they start dwelling on it. And if you're an entrepreneur and you start doing those kinds of things, you are sunk. That's why, if you ever listen to Donald Trump, he never really says anything negative. It's always, yeah, it's great, it's stupendous, it's miraculous, it's the best thing we've ever seen. It's, yeah, something bad happened, because that's how a real entrepreneur, business-like person has to think. A lot of people in the corporate world, you know, the cubicle dwellers, they also have a very, very negative outlook on everything, it's very, very difficult to find somebody in a corporate environment that actually has a positive view. They may try to portray it, but that portrayal is a tissue-thin facade, and you can usually tell exactly how they feel right there. It's right there, just bubbling below the surface. All you have to do is put a little hole in that tissue-like facade, and then all of a sudden they'll just open up and gripe and moan about everything. The point is, is that through the gateway process that we learned earlier in the week, through those neural pathways, the logical side of the brain will be rewired to play the victim. It will be rewired to say, see, this is what happens every time. So we're going to retell this story. We're going to retell our tale of woe to everybody that we can come across, all of our friends. We're going to go to happy hour, our parents, loved ones, whatever, because what it's trying to do is cement the idea that you were the victim in that situation. So what happens then? Now that that neural pathway has been set, it now allows you to not take responsibility for the actions that occurred against you. So now, every other time something negative happens to you, it reverts into that victimhood mindset, that neural pathway. And so if 
like I said, since it's a logical thing, see, this event happened, oh, I knew it was going to happen, so we have to be negative, that's on the left side of the brain. And as we learned in the gateway process, whatever the left side of the brain perceives, perceives, the right side of the brain, the intuitive part, the one that creates the reality, automatically believes it. So as soon as you establish that negativity, you will start to believe it. And we also found out that it's the right side of the brain, the right hemisphere, that interacts with the infinite. And also the right side of the hemisphere, the, the right hemisphere of the brain also is responsible for creating the 3D reality tunnel. Now, something so powerful, it's intuitive, it's the spiritual side of us, it is the essence of creation, and it believes whatever the structured side of the brain tells it to do and tells it to believe. That's why language and belief is so important, and how you handle different situations. That's why it's all so important, because if you generate that neural pathway that says, oh, see, I'm the victim again, then you actually start to believe it. And that right hemisphere then starts to create those situations that you run across time and time again. So that only reinforces that left hemisphere neural pathway. It's very, very hard to break out of. But if you can do it, you will start to notice different things out there in your life you'll start to notice that some things are starting to change. And so how do we go about changing all of that? It can be as something as easy as vocabulary. And what do I mean by that? As you can hear me flipping through the pages in the book, is simple sentences can be changed. Simple perceptions through words. So take, for example... I can't. I can't. Now, no, you can. You can do anything you want. The problem is, is that you need to rewire that phrase. It's not I can't. It's really I won't. Now, the reason for why you won't do something is whatever it could be. I'm lazy. I don't think I could do it, but I, I, I can't. It's really I won't. What does that do? I can't removes your empowerment. I won't empowers you, but it also says, I don't want to. It's it's coming, it's not, it's declining a situation, for better or worse, but it's also declining a situation due to your conscious decision. Uh, take another phrase, I should, right? I should do something. I choose to do something. I should go out and go grocery shopping. No, no, no. I choose to go out and grow, go grocery shopping. That's what the phrase should really be. It's too difficult. That's another phrase. No, no, I can't do it. It's, it's, it's too difficult. I choose to make it fun and easy. I choose to make it look like a challenge. I choose to interact with the situation head on and think of ways to overcome that situation. Here's another good one. It's not my fault. It wasn't me. It's not my fault. Think of it this way. I think I'm responsible. How can I fix it? Once again, you're meeting that challenge. You're not saying no. You're not throwing your hands up. You're not disempowering yourself. You're saying, no, no, no. It may not be, it may look like it's not my fault, but 
how do I really go about it to make this situation better and make this situation something I'd like to experience? Notice not what I want, it's what I want to experience. Once you start to really, really start to change how you view things, right, then you start to understand that there are no right or wrong answers. It's really, how do I choose to experience my 3D reality tunnel? And when you start to change your language, you start to notice more positive things, like, oh, wow, that it's a beautiful sunrise, beautiful sunset. There are no clouds in the sky. Look at how blue that is. The firmament is so blue today. Look at all this stuff. Once you start to notice those small things, it reinforces, reroutes, and rewires those neural pathways, the positive aspects of those neural pathways. That's what we're really trying to do here. And this is how I'm going to leave it, because I'm already said I meant to do 10 minutes. Here we are, 17 minutes. I should be a, a preacher or something. So once we start to understand that if we rewire all this stuff, we start looking for more positivity, and we understand that if we change our language, which is which is a left side, left hemisphere type of thing, our language, what we use, because it's been imprinted upon us since, basically, since birth, since before birth, if you're talking about womb consciousness. So once you start to rewire that, obviously, like we brought up before, the right hemisphere then rewires itself, and the right hemisphere portrays that 3D reality tunnel and starts to populate it with more positive experiences. It starts to really, basically, get in your vibe. And what else matters with this? We know that the right hemisphere, the intuitive part, the spiritual part, it interacts with the infinite. And since it's interacting with the infinite, that infinite energy, that infinite uh, source, then comes down through the right hemisphere and recreates our reality. And that also allows us to help other people recreate their reality in a more positive way. So it truly has to do with belief, but it takes work from the ground up because we've been programmed to see things in a negative light. That's how I'm going to leave it. It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. Uh, as all, I'm going to start the truth social thing, I promise. I said I would, but now I'm really going to do it. I am choosing to have that experience, right? Last Call Caravan on Twitter, Instagram, and Truth Social. This is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels.